Hi, welcome back to Beast to Talk. Today, in this episode, we're going to be identifying and explaining the causes of the Great Depression and what events followed it and their everlasting effects on our world. Hopefully, you enjoy. The Great Depression was during the late 1920s to the 1930s and remains to be the longest economic downturn in all of history. It lasted about 10 years and affected almost every single country in the world. It was marked by steep declines in industrial produ- production, prices, mass unemployment, banking panics, and sharp increased rates in poverty and homelessness. In 1933, the effects of the Great Depression were at their worst from 1929 to 1933, where industrial prices, industrial production fell almost 47%, gross, um, Domestic product declined by 30%, and then unemployment reached about 20%. So we believe, or many people believe, the four main factors were the stock stock market crash of 1929, bank panics, the gold standard, and decreased international lending and tariffs. To start off the um, stock market crash of 1929, so in the 1920s, the the stock market made a historical expansion which caused the stock prices to rise or the stock prices rose to unprecedented levels investing in the stock market basically was the easiest way to make money at the time but by the end of the decade hundreds of millions of shares were being carried on margin which means that their purchases were financed with loans to be repaid with profit after after the prices were made after the prices made their inevitable decline, millions of overextended shareholders found a panic and rushed to liquidate their holdings. During this time, the stock market fell about 33%. The result was profound psychological shock and loss of confidence in the economy among both consumers and business. Bank panic. So between 1930 to 32, there were four extended uh, bank waves of panic. This meant that large bank customers were fearful their of their bank solvency and simultaneously attempted to withdraw their deposits and cash. Ironically, the frequent effect of a bank panic is just panic customers that aim to protect themselves against even financially healthy banks that could be ruined by a large panic. Um, the natural consequence of widespread bank failure was to decrease consumer spending and business investment. So because there are fewer banks to lend money, There was also less money to lend, partly because people were hoarding it in form of cash. So this problem was exacerbated by the Federal Reserve, which raised interest rates um, and deliberately reduced the money supply in the belief that doing so was necessary to maintain the gold standard. So the gold standard played a role in spreading the effects of the Great Depressions from the U.S. to other countries. As the U.S. experienced um, decline, declining output and deflation, it tended, it, yeah, tended to run a trade surplus with other countries because Americans were buying fewer imported goods. So though Americans, American exports were fairly cheap, these imbalances gave rise to significant foreign gold outflows to the U.S., which threatened to devalue the currencies of other countries which gold, whose gold reserves have been depleted. Foreign banks tried to counteract the trade imbalance by raising their interest rates, which had the effect of reducing output and prices and increasing unemployment in their countries. Lastly, 
decreased um, international lending and tariffs. So in the 1920s, the U.S. economy was still going through an expansion through the lending of U.S. banks to foreign countries. Fell partly because of high interest rates. The drop-off continu- uh, contributed to contra- contractionary effects in some borrower countries such as uh, Germany, Argentina, Brazil, and these economies entered a ter- downturn even before the beginning of the Great Depression in the United States. American agricultural interests suffering because of overproduction and increased competition from European and other agriculture producers lobbied Congress for passage of new tariffs on agricultural tariffs. Congress eventually adopted broad legislation in the Smoot-Hawley Tariff Act of 1930 that imposed steep tariffs, averaging about 20% on a wide range of agricultural production, well, agricultural and industrial products. But how did this affect different um, group people groups? So African-Americans suffered the most. They were laid off from their jobs, suffered from an they suffered from an unemployment rate of two or three times that of whites. Um, early of public assistance programs, African Americans often received substantially less aid than whites, and some charitable organizations excluded African Americans from their soup kitchens. Um, this intensified economic plight, well, meaning that this sparked a major political development within the African-American community. At the beginning of 1929, the St. Louis Urban League launched a national job, a movement that boycotted chain stores um, that had predominantly black customers, but only hired white employees. But also this was efforts to unify African-American organizations and youth groups that later led to the founding of the NNC in 1936. But African Americans were virtually ignored by Republicans, Republican administrations in the 1920s, which caused black voters to drift towards the Democratic Party, especially in northern cities. But in the presidential election of 1928, African Americans voted in large numbers for the Democrats for the first time ever in history. Farmers who had borrowed money to expand during the boom couldn't pay their debts. As farms became less valuable, land prices fell, and farms were often worth less than their owners owed to the bank. Um, Farmers across the country lost their farms as banks foreclosed on mortgages, mortgages, gauges, yeah. In North Carolina, many farmers were tenants and sharecroppers, failing crop excuse me, falling crop prices made life even harder than it had been. The falling crop prices also encouraged farmers to cut down the forest for lumber, and this was um, considered a national or a nationwide agricultural depression. But through the stock market falling, or through the stock market and everything that followed, it made life even harder for farmers because Farmers were producing more food than consumers were buying, and now consumers could buy le- even less. This caused farm prices to fall even farther. The national farm income fell from a high of $16.9 billion to only $5.3 billion. Um, for immigrants, the Great Depression hit Mexican immigrants hard because along with the job crisis and food shortages, they also had to worry about being deported. 
um, as unemployment swept through the U.S., the hostility toward immigrant workers grew and the government began a program that started deporting immigrants back to Mexico. So some immigrants were offered a free train ride to Mexico and some went voluntarily, but others were tricked or even were deported based on suspicion. Um, but the immigrants that stayed and who were farm workers remained a struggle in desperate conditions because um, because bank foreclosures drove small farmers from their land and large landholders cut back on their permanent workforce. Um, a great number of Mexican American farmers discovered that they had to take on migratory existence and traveled the highways and surgery work, but some found temporary stability in the migrant work camps where they established the that were established by the U.S. Farm Security Administration. These camps provide food, housing, medicine for the families, as well as protection from criminal elements and um yeah they basically protected them from cr criminal elements that took advantage of vulnerable migrants so now the dust bowl was another event and it connects to the great depression it was given the name because of the drought-stricken southern plain region of the u.s um, this region suffered from severe dust storms during a dry period in the 1930s. It's also known as the Dirty 30s because many people and livestock were killed. Um, the Dust Bowl only intensified the crushing economic impacts of the Great Depression and drove many farming families on a desperate migration in search of work. So after, so from the 1910s and the 1920s, Wheat prices rose because of World War One, and there's an increased demand for wheat from Europe. This encouraged farmers to plow millions of acres of native grassland to plant wheat and other crops. But as the U.S. entered the Great Depression, wheat prices plummeted. Farmers tore up even more grassland in an attempt to harvest a bumper crop and break even. But um, Without deep-rooted prairie grasses to hold in the soil in place, it began to blow away, and eroded soil led to massive dust storms. Um, so by 1934, an estimated of 35 million acres of formerly cultivated land had been rendered useless for farming, and then another 125 million acres were losing their topsoil. Regular rainfall returned to the region at the end of 1939, bringing the Dust Bowl years to close, but the economic effects persisted. Population declines in worst-hit counties, where agriculture value of the land failed to recover, continued well into the 1950s. Now, the severe dust storms were also called black blizzards because they were billowing clouds of dust that would darken the sky, sometimes even for days. But um, in many places, the dust drifts like snow, and residents had to clear it with shovels. Some uh, times dust would make it its way through cracks of even well-sealed homes, leaving a coating of dust on food, skin, and furniture. And some people even developed dust pneumonia and experienced chest pain and difficulty breathing. Now, it is uncertain how many passed from the Dust Bowl, but there they believe it's a couple hundred to a, maybe a thousand. Now, lastly, why did people um, flee to or migrate to um, California? 
So as one might know about the Okies, so about 2.5 million people left the Dust Bowl states, Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma. This was considered one of the largest migrations in history, in American history. Um, many of these people were poverty-stricken and traveled less work, looking for work. These Dust Bowl migrants were called the Okies, and the Okies, or these migrants, were facing discrimination, menile labor, and pitiable wages upon reaching California. Many migrants poured into California because they were in search of a place to live and work and had been former inhabitants of the Great Plains who had lost their homes due to the Dust Bowl. Years of drought had ravaged millions of acres of farmland. Um, they saw the Californians just saw them as competing with, or the migrants saw them competing with longtime residents of California for work, which was hard to come by. Others considered the migrants parasites who would depend on the government on government relief many migrants languished in poverty in camps on the outskirts of california of california communities some locals warned that the newcomers would spread disease and crime and they would advocate harsh measures to keep migrants out or send them back home but many families were forced on the road not only because of winds that lifted the topsoil but because of the drought uh, the widespread of drought. The farm communities in the larger region were hurt by falling cotton prices, which also contributed to the Dust Bowl migration. These migrants squeezed into trucks and headed west. So as migrants numbered swelled, efforts were made to migrate. Some police officers met migrants at the state line and told them to go away. But uh, those who got into California often found themselves continually on the search for work. But um, in 1938, people complained that migrants were a health threat, noting that these conditions are not to be blamed for, but on the growers, but on the people themselves. One of the riverbank shanty towns that were home to 1,500 migrants was burned to ground by Californians that feared the diseases that the migrants had. But by 1950, about only about 25% of the original Dust Bowl migrants were still working in the fields, and former migrants became more prosperous and blended into the population. So basically, the migrants only moved to California because their land was in, inhabitable and they only wanted to look for work and a better chance at life. <music> Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed, please subscribe to my Spotify and share about Bees Ted Talk. Hopefully you enjoyed listening. And if you did, come back to the next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.